Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Manna was the food that God gave the children of Israel to eat during their 40-year journey through the wilderness. We know that it was small and white and round. But beyond that description, we don't know much else. In other words, it was mysterious. Though innumerable words have been written about the Lord Jesus Christ, He also remains in many ways a mystery. It's hard to say exactly what or who He is. Yet, like the manna of old, He can surely feed and sustain His people. And joining us once again is Dick Taylor, as we once again visit this matter of manna, the heavenly diet for the people of God. Welcome back, Dick. Thanks, Chris. It is always good to be included in these remarkable life studies. Dick, you know, we began uh, this topic of manna a few days ago, and Witness Lee put chapter 16 of Exodus on the same plane as chapter 14 and chapter 12, where the Passover feast and the crossing of the Red Sea are all depicted. It's quite remarkable that this chapter has that same kind of stature, isn't it? It sure is. Dick, manna is mentioned in two places, at least in Scripture, in the Old Testament, this portion in Exodus 16 that we've been looking at. It also comes up in Numbers chapter 11. Let's look at a couple verses from that portion. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Now the manna was like coriander seed, and its color like the color of delium. The people went about and gathered it, ground it on millstones, or beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans, and made cakes of it. And its taste was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil. And when the dew fell on the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Dick, one thing is certain. Manna was very mysterious, but it was very wonderful as well. What do we know about manna? Manna, Chris, points us to the mysteriously wonderful Christ. On one hand, Manna is just like Christ, as you said, you cannot explain or analyze him. But at least in this broadcast, in this precious life study, we do see a number of characteristics or aspects related to manna so that we can actually come into the experience of enjoying Christ as our real sustaining life supply. So this broadcast is really precious in that it brings us to at least three of these characteristics related to manna. Manna's heavenly, manna falls upon the dew, and manna is always in the morning. Well, Dick, we're going to continue this comparison between manna and the Lord Jesus as he presented even himself in the New Testament. Let's go to Witness Lee. The description of manna is short, but the aspects are many. At least 14 different aspects. Every aspect is a characteristic of man. Firstly, it came from heaven. It is heavenly. I don't know science. I don't know astronomy. Neither I know any physics. So I cannot tell you anything about the very essence 
the substance of man. But I do know, because the Bible tells so, that manna came from the heavens. It doesn't say manna came from the sky. Exodus 16.4.8 tells you that God told Moses that he would send manna from the heavens. It is heavenly. It's hard for us to analyze it. No doubt it has all the nourishment that our earthly and physical body needs. Otherwise, it cannot sustain the people. As it did sustain the people, no doubt it had all the elements that our physical body needs. How could you explain it? I just don't know. It is a kind of heavenly food. This is the same like the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He became our food. He was sent by the Father for God's people to live by. Who can analyze scientifically, chemically, the very essence of Christ? No one can. But he's so real. He's so real. He does sustain all of us. Something invisible, intangible, yet more than real, more than solid. Oh, history tells us from Roman Empire up to today, how many governments, how many politicians tried their best to quench the Lord's mouth of his earth, to terminate his body. They never did it. Because within the church, there is the heavenly essence, heavenly element that sustains the church on this earth. Nothing can quench it. Nothing can terminate it. Because Christ is here. Christ is real. Man, I was real because it sustained nearly two million people over 40 years. Yet, it was not something growing from this earth. It came down from the heavens where God was. So this was not only the heavenly food but also the godly food. Brother Dick, wasn't this a marvelous comparison between manna and the Lord Jesus? On the one hand, he could be seen, but like the bread that came down from heaven in the Old Testament, he's really mysterious, isn't he? He really is mysterious. How does this come into play, Dick, as we relate it to the church, as Witness Lee did in this section? Well, just as manna sustained nearly two million people in the wilderness for 40 years, Christ, who is the real manna today, has sustained the church as the body of Christ through 2,000 years. You know, Chris, from church history, how many governments have even tried to destroy or annihilate the body of Christ? But Christ, as the manna, has kept his people sustained and supplied during their sojourn on this earth. So it's so precious to realize that no matter what Satan tries to do, and he hates the church, he hates the body of Christ, but he cannot destroy or annihilate the body of Christ because the body of Christ is sustained by a heavenly element, a heavenly essence, and that is Christ himself as the manna. 
and you cannot wipe out Christ. Manna supported and supplied and kept the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years for the sake of the Lord's testimony. Through the last 2,000 years, Christ has been supplying his people to be the body of Christ, and he will supply us till his second coming. So we appreciate to the uttermost that manna brings us to this Christ, who is the heavenly bread and who is the bread of God sustaining us. John 6, 32 and 33 mention these two phrases. On one hand, Christ is the bread from heaven. On the other hand, he's called the bread of God. The supply we have is the very heavenly God as our sustaining one to enable us to be his testimony on this earth. Even during this broadcast, we brothers and all of you who are listening are being sustained by Christ as the supplying manna, enabling all of us to be the Lord's testimony on this earth. Shame on the enemy. Christ is our manna. Dick, this attempt by the enemy throughout the centuries to destroy the body of Christ, even through worldly governments, obviously the story of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee uh, come right out of that setting as the communist Chinese attempted to wipe out the body of Christ in a, a major move of God in China in the first part of this century that resulted ultimately in the imprisonment of our brother Watchman Nee. But I think we've heard reports coming out of China that as many as four or five million faithful believers still following the Lord in a very quiet underground way, a very strong testimony of what you were talking about. Really true. The Lord has done wondrous things, even in China, where the government has tried to eliminate and destroy the body of Christ. And even our brother Nee, when he passed away, the note found under his pillow was that he still believed in the death of Christ. He still believed in this resurrected Lord, and for him, he died. So even 20 years imprisonment did not kill this seeker and lover of the Lord who was used so much by God for the raising up of the body of Christ. Thank the Lord even for these broadcasts and for the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two brothers sustained by Christ as the manna. No doubt, Dick, during those 20 years that he was incarcerated in that kind of suffering, he experienced much manna, even the most hidden manna. I believe every day, don't you, Chris? I surely do. Dick, let's go back to Witness Lee. When God sent the manna, God sent it with dew. It's very meaningful. God could send manna without using dew, but God did use dew to uh, send manna. So there must be some kind of significance here. I could only tell you what my experience has taught me. Dew to my experience is just the daily grace. You know, dew is very positively mentioned in Psalm 133. The oneness of the people of God is firstly like the ornament and secondly like the dew of Hermon. The dew from Hermon signifies the grace from the heavens. The grace from the heavens is the very dew. And you have to know, dew is neither rain, nor snow, nor frost. And it is neither fog, you see, it's just dew. 
is uh, softer than rain. It is not so cold even as the frost. In Lamentation, you do have a verse that says, the mercy of God is so fresh to us as the daily dew. In the Old Testament, there was no grace. So the prophet Jeremiah used the word mercy. Actually, the New Testament interpretation of the Old Testament mercy is just grace. So deal is the grace. Now what is grace? Grace is just God reaching us. When God reaching us, God becomes our grace. Manna comes to us just by this kind of grace. We encourage people to have the morning watch. In many days in our morning watch, we didn't have manna collected, neither we had the freshment of dew. No manna. It was dry. It was just black and white letters. Don't you have this kind of experience? Whenever you have dew there with manna, that is the time God reaching you. And this is the deal. This is the grace. I tell you, where there is, manna is there. My, we do have the deal there. Whatever chapter we read, that becomes manna. Not dead letters in black and white. Dew is there, and manna is there. Dew is watering. Dew is refreshing. And picture is better than a thousand words. You can realize it, yet you may not be able to express it. Manna always comes with the dew. Dick, this was another lovely segment, so completely experiential. How about your experience, Dick? What is the dew that comes with the manna? Well, we can surely say, Chris, that a picture is worth a thousand words. The verse in Numbers 11 says that the manna fell upon the dew. So this means the dew and the manna really go together. And what is dew? Dew signifies God's grace. In the Old Testament, in chapter 3 of Lamentations, it says, Thy mercies are new every morning. Actually, the Old Testament mercies there are really grace. This means that to be supplied with the Lord, we need to enjoy the Lord. Grace is God reaching us. And actually, grace is also God being enjoyed by us. So I can testify according to my experience, Chris, that if there's no enjoyment of the Lord, I guarantee you there's no nourishment by the Lord. Nourishment and enjoyment go together. So the dew and the manna go together. No dew, no manna, no supply. We need to be those who really exercise to open our whole being, turn our heart to the Lord, exercise our spirit to feed on the Lord, and to really enjoy the Lord. If we allow the Lord to be the grace to us, that is, allow him to reach us and be enjoyed by us, surely whatever portion of the word we're in, we will be tremendously supplied. He wants to be the one sustaining us to live a heavenly life on this earth and to be his heavenly people for his testimony. So the manna falling upon the dew indicates that to really be supplied by the Lord, we need to enjoy the Lord as our grace. 
Grace is a big word in the New Testament. In fact, the last verse of the whole Bible says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. So perhaps the main thought in the New Testament is God desires his people to enjoy him. And where the enjoyment is, God can easily supply us. This is the do. My experience of the do is the experience of enjoying Christ. I have to testify boldly to all of you who are listening that since I came under this ministry, I have really begun to enjoy the do, and I have really been supplied by the manna. This ministry brought me to Christ as my enjoyment, to Christ as my life and life supply, enabling me to be what I never could be apart from him. Let me just read these verses, these two little verses from chapter 16 talks about the manna and the dew together because we really can't tell which it is. Is it in, on, or with? It says, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew lifted, there upon the surface of the wilderness were round flakes, fine as the frost on the earth. Amen. Every morning we desire that God would visit us as grace. And when the grace is there, that is when the dew is there, surely God's word will become food to us. This is our desire, is to participate in him, to partake of him, and to enjoy him every day. He's both the dew and he's the manna. So, Dick, I think from reading these verses, we can see this picture really matches our experience. We experience the dew or the grace or the mercies here, and at the same time, we are fed, and it's hard to distinguish almost the one from the other. They really come together, don't they? They really do, because as surely as you enjoy him, right away you're supplied by him as the heavenly manna. Well, Dick, let's go back to Witness Lee. We have one section left today. In God's creation, you know the earth has a kind of revolving and rotating. Revolving gives you a year-round turn, and the rotating gives you a daily turn. And in between days, you also have monthly turn, yearly turn, and monthly turn, and daily turn. Every day you have a turn, and the beginning of the turn is the morning. Every year you have new beginning, and every month you have new beginning. Manna is not a kind of yearly thing or monthly thing. Manna is a daily thing. Hallelujah. So every day we could have a new beginning. I am so thankful to God. We need the daily turns. Sometimes I just cannot wait for another day. I need a turn. I need a new beginning. My, maybe tonight I will get home. I say, Lord, I expecting, anticipating after another eight hours, a new beginning. Hallelujah. A new beginning. Every day, a new beginning. Manna always brings you a new beginning. If you are expecting, anticipating to have some manna, you must say, Lord, I'm ready to have a new turn. Lord, I'm ready to have a new turn. I don't like to live the life yesterday. Lord, I like to have a new beginning. I tell you, dew will be there. Manna will be there. If you say, I like to live a life of some years ago, you are finished. Man, I will not be there. No deal there. You must 
Get yourself ready to have a new beginning. When you come to Bible in the morning, you must say, Lord, I surely like to have a new beginning. I don't like to live the same kind of life as I did even yesterday, even last night. Today, thank you, Lord. Thank you according to your sovereign and divine economy. You give us 365 days a year. Every 24 hours, you give us a new beginning. Lord, I just like to have a new beginning. Dick, I think we both have the same impression of this particular life study. It's fresh, sweet, and very much aimed at our personal experience and enjoyment of our dear Lord Jesus. Dick, the manna was new, not just once a year, not just once a month, not just once a week, but every day. What is it to have this new beginning with Christ every time we come to him? I need a new beginning with you. I need a new start with you this morning. And in this practice to be one spirit with the Lord, the goal in the morning is just to be one with him. The manna fell in the morning. So in the morning, we would open up just to be one with him. 1 Corinthians six seventeen says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. And in this oneness, we would do our best to pray, asking the Lord for a new beginning. If this is the case, then the manna will come. But it's very possible if we don't desire to have a new turn, if we don't desire to have a new turn, a new beginning, a new start, We may be just thinking, well, I'd like to have a little experience this morning that was sometime like a few days ago or a few months ago. But the Lord is the heavenly manna who is fresh every day. The manna fell daily. So our experience of Christ must be fresh daily. Nothing worse than stale things. So even in this case, we need to desire a new beginning. If we desire a new start and a new turn each morning, the Lord will reward us with himself as the manna, the very freshness of that day. And our desire, Chris, is not just to get some head knowledge. We want him. We want him as our fresh, sustaining supply. So in the morning each day, even as we come to God's word, We're not here just searching the word like they did in John 5, 39 and 40. You search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. But it's these scriptures that testify concerning me. But you're not willing that you might come to me, the Lord is speaking this, that you might have life. In the morning, we just desire a new beginning, a new turn, a new start, a new opening to the very source of life himself to the very manna. If this is the case, we will be nourished and we will be sustained. And I can testify to this, Chris, every time I desire that the Lord would be fresh to me as I come to him in the word, or as I pray and I open my heart to him, I guarantee you every time he is, he is the sustaining, life-giving manna. May we just pick up this principle that the manna is new every morning, and we would desire to have a new beginning, a new turn, and a new start. Surely he will nourish us. 
Dick, I don't know about your experience, but I maybe have a pretty good idea. It's probably a lot like mine, that in the morning particularly, if I don't determine first thing to get to this manna, which is to really get to Christ himself, it's amazing how quickly you get occupied and preoccupied with a thousand other things. And then it's really hard to stop and get back to that point, isn't it? It really is. We need to give him our attention. Our mind needs to be fixed on him. We need to open to him. Lord, be my new beginning. I want a new start. I want a new turn. This helps us to have our whole being focused on him alone. Then he can become our nourishing, supplying, and sustaining manna. Well, Dick, this was a broadcast, a program altogether centered on helping the children of God, not just the children of Israel, but the children of God to experience more of Christ every day. Uh, a lot of help here today. A lot of help. Thank you, Dick Taylor. You're welcome, Brother Chris. We'll return with another life study message from the book of Exodus with Witness Lee. I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org ePublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.